How Silvery Barbs Ruined My D&D Campaign Not too long ago, I started being the Dungeon Master, DM, for a new group of players. They were all very excited to play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, 5e, together. Some of them were new to the game, while others had taken a break from it for over a year. We had a great time in our first few sessions. Everyone got along well, and it seemed like this campaign had the potential to be a long and enjoyable journey from levels 1 to 20. Everything was going smoothly until the 5th session when I realized I had made a mistake. The party consisted of six players, and they had a strong dynamic in combat. We had some characters who could take a lot of hits at the front, a few spellcasters at the back, and an artificer who didn't contribute much but occasionally helped when needed. We had been dealing with groups of bandits for the local lord in our previous sessions. Although some party members had gotten close to low health at times, we hadn't faced any major challenges yet. I thought the first real test would come when they encountered the bandit leader. I had spent a lot of time practicing the bandit leader's menacing voice in front of the mirror. In my mind, this was going to be an epic showdown. The bandit leader had four tough bodyguards with him, stronger than the usual bandits, but not as powerful as the leader himself. When the fight started, I was excited to see how it would unfold. It was the bandit leader's turn, and he swung his powerful weapon, a plus one maul, at the paladin. I checked my dice and he scored a critical hit. This fight was already shaping up to be quite challenging. But then, to my surprise, the sorcerer said, I cast a spell called Silvery Barbs on the bandit leader. I was familiar with the spell. It was a useful and often used spell that dealt damage and had some annoying effects on the target. It was a fair part of the game, so I rolled the dice to see if the bandit leader could resist its effects. To my disbelief, I rolled another crit. The bandit leader was hit hard by the spell, which made him less effective in combat. Then the wizard chimed in, and the paladin and monks started giggling. I rolled the dice once more. The result was an 18, enough to hit the paladin's armor class. I cast silvery barbs too, said the bard with a mischievous grin. At that moment, the whole party burst into laughter. I was left in shock, realizing that my players had been going easy on me. They defeated the bandit leader easily, thanks to the spell silvery barbs and the critical hits. All the effort I had put into practicing the bandit leader's voice and motives had gone to waste because of the nine first-level spell slots spread across the three casters. I couldn't let this imbalance continue. I needed to find a solution that would challenge the players while still being fair and enjoyable. So in the next few sessions I introduced enemies that relied more on saving throws rather than attack rolls. I wanted to create encounters that would test the players' abilities and force them to think strategically. Three sessions later the party faced exactly that challenge. They encountered a spellcaster seeking revenge because the party had stolen his potions. The spellcaster started the fight by casting Fireball. The blast radius was large enough to hit every party member. The bard, wizard, and sorcerer looked confused. They didn't know what to do because they couldn't cast silvery barbs on their own rolls. Or so they thought. The party members made their dexterity saving throws. The wizard, sorcerer, and monk succeeded in dodging the worst of the blast. But before I could tell them how much damage they had taken, the sorcerer spoke up. I cast silvery barbs on the monk. That was the moment everything changed. Everyone except the sorcerer looked at each other in horror. I asked the sorcerer if he was sure about their decision, and with a mischievous smirk he nodded. All right, monk, re-roll your saving throw, I said reluctantly. The monk rolled the dice, and it landed on a one, the worst possible result. The wizard looked betrayed and offended. I cast silvery barbs on the sorcerer, the wizard said angrily. The sorcerer re-rolled their saving throw and failed to meet the DC-14. To add to the chaos, the bard, always one to embrace unpredictability, cast silvery barbs on the wizard. The wizard rolled his saving throw once more, 
and this time he too failed to resist the effects of the spell. All three casters and the monk had wasted their spell slots on sabotaging each other. Since they had taken the full force of the fireball and rolled poorly for hit points when they leveled up, all three casters and the monk went down in a single attack. Only the paladin and the artificer remained standing. The paladin, filled with determination, swung his longsword at the spellcaster, hoping to turn the tide of the battle. To his surprise, he rolled a critical hit. Unfortunately for the paladin, the spellcaster had silvery barbs too. As the paladin rolled a second dice for his critical hit damage, it landed on a measly two. The paladin's strike missed the mark, leaving him exposed to the spellcaster's next attack. In one final blow, the paladin fell, joining the rest of his fallen comrades. The artificer had been rolling poorly throughout the session, and I reluctantly rolled the final hit on them, bringing them down as well. The campaign I had such high hopes for ended in a total party kill, TPK, during the 8th session. I couldn't believe it. Silvery barbs had ruined my campaign. As I say this, I'm still in shock about how it all turned out. But I learned a valuable lesson from this experience. I realized that I dislike the Strixhaven setting and the imbalance caused by the spell Silvery Barbs. There are definitely more ways to ruin a campaign. Generally, it's the people that bring the game to a screeching halt. Like this next story. The DM's wife kicked me out of his pay-to-play game. About a year back, I needed to take a break from DMing my own game and decided to look around at some of the pay-to-play games across a few different sites I frequented. One was a DM with a lot of experience that was starting a new campaign after his previous one fell apart to scheduling. I paid my fee, joined in with him and a few of his friends who were also paying, and his wife. Session Zero was free as he laid the groundwork for the campaign and explained homebrew rules. Homebrew setting and laid out what the world was like. I ended up going tiefling bard after being warned that tieflings are a kill on sight type of species because they're actual demons that escaped hell. I knew the risks and what would come of it if I was caught, that the party may also join in killing me. Session 1 we're shipwrecked on an island and it's pretty standard stuff. We get banned together to survive with my character wrapped up in baggy clothes, and a thick turban to hide most of his skin and defining features, and deceptions his way past any attempt to find out about his heritage. All except for DM Wife, who says she knows what he is, despite failing her insight roll three times and starts trying to expose me. I continue to evade her and soon she goes to full on trying to grapple me. Worth noting that the DM wife is playing a one-armed artificer who hasn't learned how to make a prosthetic yet, and she fails every attempted grapple against me because they're at disadvantage, and my dex is high to keep my stealth and sleight of hand high. I tell a story of how it's against my religion to show my face outside of my home. The rest of the party buys it and stops her from continuing to try and disrobe me. We make camp with the few survivors of the shipwreck we're in and volunteer to find a safer place for camp, as well as look for what is causing the magical storm. A bit of time and we locate a cave and clear it of the monsters inside to move the survivors to. Moving in deeper, we start to encounter undead guardians of some lost civilization. We beat them, and the DM wife finds a magic ring that lets her learn a stored memory from the ring. She uses it to solve a puzzle we encounter in the next room, then demands that she be the one to keep it. No one really argues with her and we move on. Once we get deep enough in the cave, we encounter a storm creature that was left behind to protect the lost civilization. I try to talk to the creature and persuade it to end its task, but it merely gets it to go easier on us when the fight breaks out. We beat it with a bit of struggle, and I notice it drops an orb of some kind. I pick it up and the DM wife demands that she get to keep it. I tell her that she got to keep the last one and tell her that I would be holding it for the group to use after I attuned to it first. She starts getting ready to cast a spell on me, and the rest of the party that I've been healing and keeping safe 
tell her that it's one thing to argue and another to jump to attacking someone. She relents, and with the storm creature defeated, we stop the magical storm and are able to contact a passing ship for aid. On this new ship on our way to the next port, things start to come to a head. I attune to the orb, and it turns out to be a homebrew orb of weather control that resets at dawn. I use it once to put the wind into our sails and inform the group of what it does. No one really wants it for themselves, and they trust me with it. Well, I say no one, but the DM wife demands that I hand it over to her because my kind shouldn't be trusted with magical artifacts. I simply tell her I won't give it to her until she starts acting polite to me, and once again she threatens violence and once again the rest of the group defends me. She later tries to steal it from me twice, and I don't relent, but I do offer an alternative. She wants the orb so badly she'll have to trade for it. I will get the ring for one day, and in that time I get the memory storing ring she took for that time. She gets a legendary magic item, and I get a common item, seemingly a bad deal. She spends the day studying its magic, and eventually learns its origin, but not how it was made or how to make it herself. I spend my time on a prank we will get back to later. When it comes time to trade back, I give the ring and she starts taunting me, and says that she has no plans to return the orb to my kind. I shrug and tell her it's her loss and walk away. When I'm away, she notices the ring has a memory stored in it, and of course she jumps at the chance to use it as blackmail against me so she uses the ring to see it. What she watches in the memory is me in a mirror, transforming to look exactly like her via disguised self, and going around with my bardic charm flirting with all the sailors on the ship. I don't perform or promise any acts. I just flirt and flutter my eyelashes and make myself a general nuisance and distraction to the sailors. Of course she comes chasing after me and the other party members have to stop her from killing me. I tell her if she has that much anger about a simple prank to just perform a prank of her own against me. I'm still thinking this anger is in character at this point, of course. She decides she does want to prank me in return, and of course she escalates to the nth degree by trying to permanently mute my character, by trying to pour acid in my mouth, as well as blind me by putting it in my eyes while I'm asleep. She fails her stealth roll, however, and I catch her in the act of what seems like attempted murder. I try to run and she starts casting harming spells on me. I do, however, raise the alarm and this results in her being put in the brig for the remainder of the trip at sea. We do make it to land, however, and I am ready to simply leave the party and I say my farewells. But one member states that it's safe for us to work in a group and we could really make some money if we stick together. I decide to put it on a trial run and join them, most of it just being RP dialogue. DM wife is vehemently against me joining them and tells them that she would continue to try and kill me if I did. The rest of the group says that she shouldn't threaten people like that and tell her she doesn't have to join them if she doesn't want to. At about this point, I start to feel bad about how things are going between our characters and I send her a message. It's along the lines of, hey, I hope you know any rudeness from my character is just roleplay. I think you're great and your character is awesome and blah blah blah. Basically just trying to make sure what is going on between our characters is in character and not her hating me for whatever reason. That message ends up being left on red, however. After one more session where the DM wife kills two random NPCs because they didn't give her exactly what she wanted when she wanted it, she ends up screaming at the DM and storming out of the game. DM understandably ends game for the night. I get a message from said DM later that day saying how he really thinks I'm cool and how he would love to play with me again, but he can't have me in the game anymore because his wife threatened to end the game if he didn't. I was just kind of shocked by it and didn't really know how to respond. Apparently later learned from the friends of the DM we played with, this was the second time she did this, and they ended up leaving the game after that. She apparently will throw tantrums about the game and go without talking to her husband for days if he does something she doesn't like. The rest of the players also half the time side with me not because I had good arguments, but either just to make her mad or just to snub her. Understandably, I decided not to rejoin that group for any activities down the line. 
Share your stories of a game coming to a screeching halt with us in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.